shine for You dwells between the cherubim shine for You dwells between the cherubim shine for You Come and help us. As we desire to walk with you, to move into your faith world, help us, Lord. Help us. Help us, Jesus. Take us beyond our natural limitations, the limitations of our environment, even that which, those limitations which reside in our own, our own person, our vessel, help us, give us breakthroughs, breakthroughs. Open your door, give us access into the blessed life, the life which faith brings to us. Thank you, our Father. I give you glory, Lord. I ask this morning and come and. Bless us again and take what we have and multiply it, add to it. I ask, Lord, for the gift of understanding, comprehension. I pray, O oh God, that move us out of this place in our soul. Bring us into a place in the spirit where you have a, a food, a feast prepare for us. Help every heart, I pray, to, to journey in the Spirit through words, to flow with the grace of ministry which your Spirit will bring to us this morning. Pray, use my vessel, use my tongue. I have nothing to say to your people, but come and quicken something within my heart. Amen. That which aligns with your counsel for this very time. You have something to say. You have something to say. You want to speak to your people. Quicken my thought. Quicken my heart. Quicken my imagination. Pour your breath. Breathe your breath upon my soul. Help me to fetch out of the Holy Word. Direct me, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We give all the glory unto your holy name. In Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Praise Jesus. Let's just flow. Um, uh, that's the way I think, because uh, it's like the Lord just wants us to flow with the Bible. Um, so let's pick it up from, let's just go to that same verse, okay? Hebrews chapter... Um, Chapter 11. <clears throat> Praise God. Amen. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Praise God. Amen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we 
understand that the worlds were framed, praise God, by the word. The worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen, thank you Jesus, things which are seen or things that are, that, that, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Praise God. So here is, um, we're speaking about the door of faith, that faith actually is a kind of access which God has provided to, for soul. His faith is like an equipment of the soul. It's kind of something that gives the soul ability for access, right? And they say that the first thing, of course, you, want, you access by faith is your access understanding when it comes to this matter. Praise God. Now, it's not every faith that brings understanding. We all know that. You agree with that? In um, Ephesians chapter 1, we saw Paul writing to the Ephesian church. He was saying that after I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and, and your love to all the saints, right? I, I never cease to... To, uh, to pray for you, to give thanks, first of all. So he, he first of all gave thanks, I'm sure. He was thanking God for what he was hearing concerning them. Praise God, and to my end, good, good morning, Uncle John. Good morning, happy to see you. Praise God. Um, so he was giving thanks to God because of what, what he had heard. He said, I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love toward the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer. So he gave thanks and then began to pray for them for, for something further. But what he was praying to them for here um, was, not, was that which their present state of what they had, the faith that they had, couldn't give to them. Which is Faith in the Lord Jesus, love towards the saints, couldn't naturally bring these things that he's about to pray for. But he then began to pray that the, what, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the word, spirit of wisdom, and then what? And revelation, where? in the knowledge of him. So you're saying that revelation, wisdom and revelation, the word revelation means understanding. Do you agree with that? Because this is rendered understanding in the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter what? Chapter 11. Praise God. So it's the spirit of, the spirit Spirit. of wisdom and spirit of what? Of understanding where? In the aha. In the knowledge of him. Now, you will not see it here, just looking at it here, but there is an operation of faith that must, must precede this wisdom and this understanding. And it's not the faith that he gave them, give thanks to God for. Do you understand that? It's not the faith that he thanked God for, 
He has thanked God for that faith. Then he now began to mention in his prayers about these things. Praise God. Now, you have to be careful with his words. He wasn't praying for wisdom. He wasn't praying because Paul, Paul was, um, Paul was a, Paul was a priest. Do you agree? Praise God. Paul was what? What do priests have? Priests have, have in their lips, the Bible says in the book of Malachi, a priest's lips should keep knowledge. They, they have knowledge about things that pertain to God. That's why you can, you can study Paul's prayers for years and you won't, you won't even begin to, to fully come into the depth of the things that he's saying. <laughs> Inside one prayer of Paul, he's compressed so much knowledge. So it's, he prays. These men, they don't just pray. You understand? It's not just, God, I do this now. You know, they don't pray just, you know, things that come to their mind, that kind of prayer. You know, our many words, like Jesus was saying that, look, you're not heard by your many, it's not by saying plenty things. <laughs> it's not by what, it's not by saying what, or, or they call it vain repetitions. So, uh, what, what, it's not, the problem is not that the things are too, too many. God is not angry that you are repeating things. That was, if you think that way, you think that ah, God is just saying, when you pray, don't talk too much. Just say it once and then. <laughs> you know what kinds of, especially in the faith, um, word of faith, different kinds of revelation. People have all kinds of things. They say that once you pray it, that's it. Never talk. If you ever mention it again, it means you, are, you don't believe. That's the end. Forget about it. <laughs> Praise Jesus. But that's not what they are speaking about. It's not the problem with God. It's not the repetition. Or with that Jesus had was not the repetition because Jesus taught repetitions in prayer. Do you remember the lady who was trying to get audience with where he was saying that if you if you ask, you know, you seek, you will find, you knock, door will be open, and all of that. He was actually teaching about persistence. That there's an aspect of persistence, even with faith. So what, what Jesus was saying about those Pharisees and those guys is not their repetition. is that it was vain. Uh, he called it vain word. So if something is vain, vain means empty, weightless. And then we know that vanity upon vanity, the repetition is your heaping vanity upon vanity. And Solomon let us know that oh, at the end of it, it's still... And then God, Jesus said, you won't be, be, be heard by your much speaking because what you are saying is empty. Praise God. Um, but that's one thing with, with stature. When you, are, when you have stature, spiritual stature, you come into a kind of place. That's why Satan hates stature. Like you can't even begin to elaborate the kind of problems that men of stature give to the devil. He, he himself is once, once God can raise men, Satan is from problem to problem to problem. You begin to, you, you begin to spoil everything that Satan is doing just by, by being developed. Like the Lord was saying, he used to say to me that growth answered all things. That most <laughs> growth answered what? <laughs> A lot of, there's only any problem you will tell me that, I will, that growth will not solve. 
Do you, have you ever thought about that before? Growth, I say growth. Growth. Stature. Stature. And surrender everything. Is it, that is the problem. That's one thing that Satan cannot handle. He's not afraid of prayer as long as the person who is praying has no stature. You're not afraid. If you think prayers, they're always afraid of prayer. Forget about that thing. It doesn't matter how hot. You know that hot prayer. You can sit down there drinking tea and everything. You are just, you're just wasting your time. Praise God. But when someone has been raised by God, and and person, you begin to pray. When you, you set your heart to pray, there are many options that will just fall out of the way. You, there's something about a praying, say the effectual fervent prayer of a, that righteous man is actually a tree. It's a tree of righteousness. Was a tree is that which touches heaven, yeah. right? That which a tree can it can interact with the height. You understand what I mean? So um, those. Righteous men, it says they are effectual, fervent prayers. So in the, it said that prayer, it availeth much. It's contrary to the vain repetition. Yeah. This one is fervent. In the fervency, there might be repetitions mm. in fervency. You understand that? Yeah. It's not because of there is no faith. Yeah. It's just because there's something about the soul that, that God... Design the soul in such a way that the soul can, the soul can heave up things. It can, the soul deals with measure. Do you understand? Like when you, when you pray something the first time, it's possible that the, that the soul might not have registered that thing. Do you understand? So it's not really about God didn't hear. Do you understand that? Like when someone is praying, you keep praying and praying and praying and praying. It's not because God did not hear. Prayer is not posting a card. It's not telling God English. It's not, it's not telling God what he didn't know. <laughs> because that thing you want to tell God, he knew it already. I wouldn't like to. Most likely before you were born, he saw that day of you praying. So you're not giving God any information. By praying. Prayer is not that. It's not telling God something. No. Prayer is the... It is alignment of soul with divine will. Once, once you're able to bring, in terms of will conversation, you know, it's will. It's a will. Will, 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 will. That if, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. John chapter 15. Then you will ask me what you, that word desire is will. You ask what you desire and it shall be done. Because we are abiding and my word is abiding in you. It means that your, my, my word has come to shift your own will and your desire to align with what I desire. Once you lock into that place, begin to ask. Do you understand that? Once you ask, so if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. And it shall be do, done what? Unto you. So that, that's what you will there. It's not really what you will anymore. Because his words are bold in you. So when the word came, it came to change what was the will that was there. Put another one that will make prayer to ascend. Are you getting me? 
So a lot of times when you are praying and you are you're saying, God, do this, God, do this, and you, you persist with that posture of prayer, it's not, you're not telling God something. You are with your own heart. Uh, the understand is that it's very likely that your heart hasn't fully aligned with the will. That there's something about the soul that sometimes you might need the soul to tarry around a thought. What I'm saying is not strange to you. To be fully persuaded of something, you need to tarry. Because of the nature of the soul, the, the soul can carry different wills and desires at the same time into the place of prayer. And then when you begin to pray, you, you are staying there. As, as you, if you can tarry in fervency with the will of God, some things begin to fly out the window. Some of the ideas you had before, that's the labor of prayer. <laughs> It's not to stop God and tell him what he didn't know. It's about the alignment of your own heart. The moment the will in your heart, because that's what, what stops God from doing things on the earth, is that people call him Lord, 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 Lord. They say, but your, your heart is far away from me. You are calling me, but when I check the heart, what is the will of the heart is different from my will. So what do you want me to do? You know, it's not every prayer you pray that aligns with the will in your heart. So the work of prayer is to align the will of your heart with the will of God. The moment that happens, nothing, there's no demon in hell that can stop such a prayer. Praise God. So when you hear tarrying in prayer, laboring in prayer, it's not to tell God, gives God information. It's for what? For the, the heart. Praise God. Now, one thing about spiritual statues, when God raised them up, they are, every spiritual statue that God has raised is a machine of prayer. <laughs> right? And number one, they don't pray for everything. There are some things you can never get Paul to pray for. No matter how passionate you are, no matter how much you feel convinced about it, maybe he will just look at you and just say, can you come and stay with me for some time? Maybe. <laughs> to, you understand? There are some questions that is hard to, things are hard to explain. If something is someone is configured wrongly, you know, <laughs> and you can tell people's configuration by what they ask for. So you ask and you do not receive. Because you ask amiss. You will that you may consume it. James chapter 4. Amen. We have gone very low again today. Okay, let's just, we're just teaching about prayer now. All right, praise God. James 4 verse 3. It says, you ask and receive not because you what? Because you ask amiss. When you're asking amiss, what makes men ask amiss? Motive. All right, it's motive. It's always motive. Is that... They have a plan for that thing. is to consume it upon their lost. And if you want to take all the Christians on the earth, and what percentage of them pray this way? It might be going to 90-something, maybe. It must be very, very high. That's why sometimes it might feel like God doesn't answer prayer. God, why are you answering prayer? Amen. You might even feel like some things you might have prayed for five years ago and was, came speedily. Now it's as if, God, have you changed? Why don't you answer speedily? 
You get what I mean? But God's will is progressive. According to the season, according, there are some things on, that God is just not interested in doing on the earth anymore. It's just not. No matter how much you like to do those things. There are some kind of moves of, you can call it move of the spirit if you want, that have happened in time past. Revivals, different kind of things, you know what I mean? Like, uh, praise God. Healings, miracles, in all former seasons in the body of Christ, where very easy miracles happen constantly. Very, you don't need someone just got born again can lay hand on somebody else. You know what I mean? They they receive their sight. All kinds of happened in the body of Christ. And there was a season on the earth where, for the furtherance of the gospel, God had to to make Himself demonstrate himself in that kind of style. Because if the focus at a time on the earth is to get people born again, that's a primary focus in God's heart, then you will see such things. Now, you, you can, you might fast for 40 days, praise God, and then Fast 40 days, not eat, and then fast and pray for fire to come down in your bones. You understand? <laughs> and then when you are satisfied that you have enough fire, then go into the other general hospital and begin to lay hands. Nothing might happen. But if you take that fire into one remote village where nobody has heard of Jesus before, just when just landing there, people can begin to receive their sight. If care is not taken, the dead might be raised. And those things happen. You see someone who is just ordinary, maybe where they live and all that. Maybe they go on mission trips. You just see all kinds of miracles, all kinds of things. But you want to go and replicate it in your things. You understand what I mean? That would be, that would tell you something about God. That in that season, that's not a time of knowledge. You go to a remote village, you've not heard of Jesus, and it's not a time of knowledge. God is not in, doesn't want to bring them to the knowledge of the truth. He wants to get them born again first. And in such season, most of the time, miracles, easy, easily, easily, miracles just happen because that's the season. And there was a time on the earth when that was the, almost the global season of the church, which was bringing people in. Preaching the gospel, mass evangelisms. You see crusade ground, the rain at bonkies and co. All kinds of things happening, miracles. Do you understand? But this, this time is a bit different. In the church, have you ever noticed that it's difficult for miracles to happen in a church of Christians than crusade ground? And you cannot tell me it's because the Christians don't have faith. Do the unbelievers have more faith than them? <laughs> These are just little things, wisdoms about God. You understand? It's like God is not a showman. He doesn't prove anything. It's for, he does things for a reason. And there are seasons for certain dispensations in God, which you have to understand. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. So when you are praying... Your prayer must align with will. Mm. 
right? In the season when the headache of, of the Godhead is how can people come to the knowledge of the truth? At that time, miracle can be a distraction. They would just say, no miracle, forget it. <laughs> because, you know, you're just doing one alone. Wahala. You just know that Bible will just close. Before you know it, school of the street will become hour of what? <laughs> and you know God sometimes God sometimes if you want God to really do a miracle you, might, you have to use wisdom and make it secret do yes. you think God is not doing miracles you don't think you think he's not doing miracles you don't think so but he must make sure that how many, how many sicknesses have been healed in you without you ever knowing yes. like maybe you just never went to the hospital you just never went to Anything. Maybe why just, just sitting and listening to the word? Power just went inside you and corrected some things. And God must make it that, that you didn't go to the hospital and there was no test you, where you come and show and all of that thing. Why? Because of distraction. He doesn't need to show and prove anything. He's taking care of things. Me, I strongly believe it that there are kinds of miracles ongoing. You cannot, the world can't be taught at this level without such things going. But... The same way Jesus hit somebody and told him, look, don't tell. Don't. Because of sensitivity of the season, he doesn't want to expose himself before time. Do you get that? Praise Jesus. So don't be discouraged because maybe you don't say, ah, oh, when you read some, then there are some books you read, oh my God, times of old. And some guys feel that end time revival is to bring back all those things. Yes. Forget it. That's not. That's not. Um, that's not uh, the. In fact, and the truth is that a lot of people who are still left to get born again, who are not born again yet on the earth, they have moved beyond miracles. So even if you do hundred miracles, it might not work the way it used to work before. The season has changed. Praise Jesus. So it's important for alignment with. So a lot of times we say, God, show yourself. That, that shout can be your lust. It's not really that you really want God to show himself. It's more like, it's like, God, show yourself. But it's more like, God, show yourself in our meeting. Yeah. Uh, there's something, a lot of times there are lusts that are tied to that thing. You know, a lot of people who are praying for the revival, God, a lot of times that prayer is more of God, if you suffer too much in this generation, if insulted you, they feel you don't exist. Can you just come and show yourself? <laughs> you just want to just prove that finally settle it, that you are God in one way, but God is not like that. Those are the lost of men. God doesn't respond to what? The lost of men. So you ask and receive not because you ask and miss that they may what? Consume it upon, upon your loss. Praise God. So when God raises a stature of righteousness. I said such pray, people are praying. They pray with accuracy. Right? They, they pray. Someone like Paul. That's why you can, you can take Paul's prayers. Not one word is amiss. You can study his prayer. The kind of prayer that he prays. Are, they are loaded. They are actually righteous. They are prayers of a righteous man. Praise God. So back to that Ephesians 1. He was praying in verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding 
being enlightened. Okay, go back. Spirit. Spirit of, yes, 17. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. So you're seeing here that he said he may give unto you the word, the spirit. So he's not praying for wisdom. He's praying for the spirit of wisdom. Now, whenever you see spirit, you can never have spirit without faith. Do you see that? Because faith is the operator of spirit. Without, without faith, you can't have anything spirit. The word actually, spirit, actually means the world of faith. Right? It means his spirit is a, is a faith construction. Anything spirit has moves and exists on a faith foundation. That's the difference. So if you want, what is the difference between the, 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 the spiritual and the natural? Faith, primarily. Right. Yes? That's what you call spiritual materiality. As far as the soul is concerned, things that you can't deduce, you can't touch and relate with, with your natural senses. Things which are, can only be related with by the soul, you know that. That if you can't, things you can't touch with your body, you can't see, you can't smell, you can't feel. Your senses, cannot, you can't taste them, right? All of those things which are beyond the realm of the natural. The only way anyone who can tamper and relate with things beyond the natural scope, you must do it with faith. Right? It's, there's faith. There has to be faith. And this thing called faith is just, faith is like, um, is, um, faith is, is a, almost the way you have maybe photons. I don't know what to use in the natural to explain. You see, you know what a photon is? Right? A photon is a, is a particle of light. You know, light has dual you know, it's both a wave and a particle, right? So photon is like a particle of light. Now, without photons, the whole world would just be dark. There's no way to see. There will be no sight entirely. But that, I'm just speaking about the visible, the seeing dimension, but beyond seeing, there are things that also... In the, in the realm of touch, right? There are things that also facilitate touch as well. There are faculties in the body that facilitate in your physical body, right? Your, your skin has receptors, has all kinds of things there that register touch to you. And it's through those things you can feel the, the physical world. Praise God. Now, without that faculty, you, there's no way for you to experience the physical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you seeing that? 
That is what faith is like in the spirit. Faith in the spirit is the equipment. When you say that you are relating with something spiritual, you can't. You can't relate with anything that is spiritual without faith. You see that? Faith is like, um, that's why faith can come. You can receive faith. But faith is not just something that can come. It's something that can be, that, that can sit within you as like a faculty that operates on, the, on your inside, which you use to gain access into anything that is spiritual. So you now see why it's not possible for somebody to say, say receive. receive. Why do I say receive? Because it said give unto you. Right? To, so he's speaking about something which they should receive. Right? They should have it. When, when it has been given to them, they have it. Maybe at that point, one of them can say, I have the spirit of wisdom. You know you can have that spirit. These um, spirits of, you know, this wisdom and revelation, they are spirits out of the spirits of the Lord, right, in Isaiah chapter 11, right? If you can go there quickly, Isaiah 11, from, from verse 1, it says, And they shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall do what? Grow out of his roots. Verse 2. And then the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom. And then what? Understanding the spirit of counsel and what? Might. Then the spirit of what? Knowledge and of the word of the fear of the Lord. Praise God. Now, so these spirits are, when you say the spirit rests upon him, is not, this is not describing Jordan when heaven opened and the Holy Ghost descended on him like a dove. No, that was not the, that was not the experience of Jordan. Or this is not speaking of that experience. This is actually speaking of something that was actually upon him for years before he got to Jordan. Yeah, it was actually upon him for years. Where upon him? Not, not on him physically. He's actually talking about the spirit that will rest upon his soul. Do you see that? These spirits were resting. You know, it's the spirit of the Lord that opens up into, you know, six other spirits. Yes, Glory to Jesus. So he said that that spirit rests upon him. Where does it, the spirit rest? It rests upon what? It rests upon the soul. Now, to the word rest there is a key word. Right? It is not that the spirit will just be upon him. or It's rest. Rest is... Um, Rest means cooperation, home. Rest upon him. If something is trying to rest, come on you, you must receive it for it to rest. If, if it's maybe on the soul and the soul is not accepting it, you won't call it rest. It's just 
maybe he's petting, he's waiting, it's, it's there, it's around him. It's, yeah. But when, when you use the word rest, rest means found and abode, like the spirit has abode upon his soul. Now, so it's very clear based on what I've been saying is that to receive rest of spirit, faith is this true faith that spirit rest. Without faith in the soul, spirit cannot rest because the, the spirit will not, cannot interact. There are many things about this rest which you have to consider. Now, for, for the spirit, say spirit. spirit. No, it's not a trivial thing for you to say that a spirit rested in a man. Right? There have been op- dealings of the spirit, operations of the spirit, even along around many prophets, the very prophet who was prophesying Isaiah, these words which he was saying were actually words that are quickened by a spirit which was in him. According to First Peter chapter 1, he said they testified by the spirit of Christ which was in them did testify. But the star spirit was not resting in them. Right, it, the, the spirit can come, and then it can come into them, be into the waters of the soul of the prophet. The spirit can enter, come inside because his water is within. Right, these prophets were not just ordinary people; they were not just prophesying, you know, just um, blindly. Or in terms of when you see Isaiah prophesying. It won't be that something came over him and he lost his mind. And maybe he fell into a trance. And then when he wake up, he say, what did I say? <laughs> maybe he wasn't there. That's not the way these men were. These men, these were way men. Yes. One thing about these men is that they also, they had nature of search. It wasn't just blind prophecy that something came on them, you prophesied and you get your mind back. No, these people were all, all different kind of people. These prophets who prophesied in the Bible, they were, they were men of search. But we know that their search was limited. So they search and they get to a point, God would say, no, it's not for you. First Peter 1 verse 11 says, searching what? Or what manner of time? The spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify. Now, this spirit of Christ, is, you know, is very clear. This is the exact same spirit spoken about in Isaiah 11. Yes, sir. That the spirit of Christ is the spirit of the Lord. Yes, sir. So this spirit of Christ was in them. Back to 1 Peter chapter 1. Praise God. <clears throat> Are you being blessed? Yes, sir. It says, searching what or what manner of time, the word, the spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified, what, beforehand of the sufferings of Christ and then, what, the, the glory that should follow. So the, the spirit of Christ, or you can call it the spirit of the Lord. The reason why they will not use spirit of the Lord here is because... Um, it's not every time that Christ is operating as a Lord. Even though Christ is the Lord, but it's not every single time he's operating as a Lord. He wasn't 
in them to operate. I wasn't operating as a Lord in the prophet. Why? Because you can't be a Lord if you are not resting. Do you see that? They didn't have rest in them. He can't, he can't be a Lord in them if he's not found a rest in them. Do you see that? But there are things which he was able to do. What I hope you're able to see what I'm showing you. I'm, just, I'm showing you the difference between the operations of, the, of sort of an inward um, presence of the spirit in the old sense and prophets of the Old Testament versus the way that is ordained to rest in a Christian. Do you agree it's different? So with these guys, the spirit of Christ in them could signify, that's the first thing. The word signify means sign, show sign. Show, say show sign. Show sign. It, showed, it showed them the sign. After a while, as I began to prophesy about sign, I show you a sign. A virgin will conceive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Signify. The spirit could testify. It could signify and it could do what? Testify. Two operations. So there is difference between signifying testifying, and revealing. And counseling. Praise God. What did I say there's difference from what? Between signifying and testifying is different from what? Revealing and counseling. What's the difference? Revelation and counsel of, must come from a place of rest. Revealing. Those are, those are actually lordship operations of the spirit. Praise God. Are you seeing that? But there is signifying and then what? And then testifying. Signifying, testifying. Signifying, testifying. Signifying. And then what? And then testifying. Signify and testify. To signify means to show you the sign. Now, what is a sign? A sign points to something. Right? You see a signboard. The signboard is not the place. You can't go there and stay there. Right? When you get to the signboard, you've not gone to, to the place. That's why you never camp around the sign. Do you agree? The same way a lot of Christians camped around the sign of Jesus and they never left there. The sign of a virgin conceiving and bringing forth a son. Do you understand? They, they, they camped with the, the sign and the the testimony, in a sense, this is what testified is in a kind of sense. It's almost like testifying, it's almost like telling a story or foretelling about something. Or Christians can camp on the sign but never come into the revelation and, the, and then what? And the counsel, because it's a different kind of operation of the spirit that opens those other things up 
to a Christian. Praise God. To searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified of what? Beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should what? Follow. So, this thing called the sufferings of Christ, these are key. You can, you, can see for, you can see very clearly that Paul must have read these things. He must have seen the sign and he must have heard the testimony of this suffering. But he didn't camp there. He began to pray that I may know him. The fellowship. So you're seeing that, that knowing about the suffering is, and, and those men, they saw the sign of the suffering. You could go to the Old Testament, Isaiah, read it, Bruce for iniquity, all kinds of things. Even some details, how they would share his garments. How, are you getting what I'm saying? How they wouldn't break his bones. All of those things were, were signified and testified by the prophet. But you can know what was, you can know the sign, see the sign, praise God, and receive the testimony. That the word testimony there, or testify, is, is like a kind of knowledge. It's like, it's like receiving knowledge, of, is knowledge in a sense, but it's not spiritual. This knowledge here is not spiritual. Right? Praise God. Neither is the sign spiritual. The reason for why the spirit of Christ, which was in them, had to manifest in this kind of way and bring forth their prophetic expression in this way to include sign and testimony because of the two kind of people on the earth, Jew and Gentile. Do you understand? Where it was a prophecy for those two kinds of people. The Jews seek a sign, the Greek or the Gentile seeks knowledge. Are you seeing that? So for each one their own, this spirit of Christ was given, are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> well, and Paul, Paul was like a hybrid, right? He was a hybrid of, of Jew. I mean that he could see the sign, he could read it. his Jewish genes in him can relate with the signs. He could relate with the signs of Jesus, the Jewish aspect of him, then that Gentile aspect of him could also relate with the... the uh. But it was not enough. He said that I may know him. And then the power of his resurrection. And then what? The fellowship. So what he calls... So it means that that, that kind of of praise God, Hallelujah. that kind of sign and that kind of testifi- testifying cannot bring about fellowship. Mm. Fellowship is a product of rest. Yes. Yes. Do you agree with me? Yes. Fellowship is what? Fellowship is a product of rest. Is to, is to fellowship. When you, when the spirit rests upon the soul, it opens the door or it facilitates a fellowship. 
Praise Jesus. It facilitates what? It facilitates fellowship. If the spirit is not at rest in the soul, it won't be able to open up the soul to fellowship. There's a difference between Paul knowing about the sign of Jesus' life. You know, his whole life was a sign. I mean, the Jesus of the flesh, right? The, the physical. That's why they didn't allow Paul to meet him in the physical. Because if Paul met Jesus, he would have met his sign. Right? All the apostles, or who they were following was a sign. Exactly a sign. Yeah, yeah I'll show you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give. It was actually a sign. The physical Jesus was a sign to them. Jesus did not walk on the earth. He, he walked on the earth mainly as a sign because they, they shaped him with a, they put, they brought him forth through a, a Judaic kind of, he was, a, he was an Israelite, right? He was a Jew. He was a Jew. So they had to put signs around him because those who were meant to follow him in the flesh were Jewish boys. Who only on the only on the sign? Come any other way they can. So it means that when Jesus was, those things he was doing, like the son Nathaniel under it, all those kind, those are signs they can interpret. You know, they will just see something. Ah, you are Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus didn't shrink back from signage, right? Even a lot of his miracles, right? Many of his miracles were signs too. Right? A lot of his miracles were also signs. And so those men could follow him in that capacity. Glory to God. So, so it's one thing, and, and this is one of the, 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 the um, I guess, the sad part about Christianity. We've stayed on the signs. Right? When, a lot of what we know about Jesus, we know the sign. We know all the stories, we know all the miracles. We can tell the story from his birth, from the manger. I know that was all his sign. From the cradle, everything. And then going up to when he was killed on the cross is also still a sign. When he pierced his side, blood and water came out. They hung him on the cross. It's also a sign. And signs can be deep. Do you know that? Even a sign can get people. Many of us got born again by the sign. Just the story. Oh, he died for your sin. You don't even know what it means. You just don't know. You just know that they say that this guy died on the cross and by, by virtue of that, the sins that you're committing are washed away. What? Do you know nothing? Did you understand what that meant when you got born again? <laughs> it means that your, your soul was in sign world. And that sign could minister to you. And that, this, the sign has, his, has a knowledge attached which can appeal more to maybe a Greek gentile mind yes. too. You know, there's a way you can preach that resurrection. Well, it was there on the cross. They, they substituted him. It was your sin on him. Then your sin took him to hell. There's a knowledge there, but what does that mean at the end? Do you understand what that means? Do you <laughs> so it's very clear, this knowledge here is knowledge that can appeal to the mind. Ah, oh, that, that makes sense, it's logical. He had no sin. They killed him. So because of that, me who am a sinner, I can become righteous. Logical. 
But knowing that, do you know any, have you just said anything? Like, do you, like, how does that have to do with your nature? Your sinful nature? So it's like a story that we believe that has, is a charming story. It's an enchanting story. It's a nice story. You understand that? That's how we, we believe. But Paul said that I may know him. This is not that sign anymore. I've been through that. I understand all of that. But that I now may know him. And I want to know. You see that resurrection thing that you, that the sign of him being received in the sky. You know, his body was raised, went to heaven. You know, we've read Sunday school. We went through all those things. And we just took them and we enjoyed it. But do you know it? Paul said, no, I don't want to know it at that level. Can, can, the, can I have a revelation of the power of his resurrection? So what, what Paul was seeking for is the knowledge of the power. Right? That, what, what is that power? The power, the secret of that resurrection is a spiritual knowledge. Beyond the story, that is for them to reveal to you, the, to come into the revelation of the power, because that power of resurrection, that, that lies the secret of how sin was dealt with, how death was dealt with. So you can see that the soul can come into the sign, but sin and death has not been dealt with. You know the sign, you can tell the story, you believe and everything, but sin and death still has a hold on the soul. So it means that's the, the anchor, the grip of sin and death on a soul cannot be released without the knowledge of the power yes. of resurrection. Are you seeing that? And then what he calls it now, the fellowship of his suffering, being made come. So he's talking, it's a different thing altogether. Being made conformable. Not knowing the story of how he died. Being made conformable. Conformable. Conformable to his death. Are you seeing that? So now what will teach all these things is not the spirit of the sign. It is the, what spirit? The lordship, the spirit of lordship. Right. Now, we know that when it comes to tutoring spirit, spirits that teach, right? Spirit that raise. Because that's what we are talking about here right now. It was, they shall comfort the rod out of the stem of Jesus. The root shall grow out of his branch and the spirit shall be upon him. Praise God. So spirits that develop, spirit that tutor, spirit that raise, we know that they are in Dimension. There is the department of lordship in Christ. Then there's also the department of lordship in God. And those departments of lordship are, are by the spirit of those statues. Do you agree? This is not possible for you to be raised in Christ without the spirit, the, without coming into the, the instruction, the dealings, the learnings of the spirit of Christ. Neither is it possible for you to be raised with the divine nature 
or the nature of God without coming unto the school and the teaching and the training of what we call the spirit of God, the spirits of God. Praise Jesus. So it says the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, everything I said, we all know that already. But I just want to highlight this thing of, say rest Rest. of spirit. That's just what I, I feel stirred up to just teach about. Not resting on your, on your body. Not the Holy Ghost falling on you and making you slain you in the spirit. And then you waking up, praise God. And going back to what you were doing before. <laughs> praise, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the rest of spirit on where? Aha. The rest of spirit on the soul. If this picture can happen to you, ah, you are set. You are, you are okay. You are, you, are, you are fine. You are golden. You are good. This is what they were able to do with Jesus. To, Jesus was able to carry the rest of the Spirit. The one that happened in Jordan was a what? The sign. Yeah. Heaven open. God speaking. The sign now, is it? Do you think, I think that was the first time God was telling you, my beloved son. Why didn't he tell him in secret? It's for a purpose. It's part of anything that God was doing openly with him is a sign. It was a, just was a walking sign. Praise Jesus. But be, it wasn't just a sign. Inside of him was an actual yes. dealing. There was a process. Probably well, I have been a process of years to, to, uh, to shape and, and position his soul where, to a point where he can give rest to this spirit. I don't know maybe what age this spirit must have started trying to rest. Maybe when he was a kid. They, were, they might have been trying to, to culture him to, for, to bring about the rest of this spirit on him. But there, have, there must have definitely been a time when he they were able to get his soul to align, to come on into that place where this spirit of... So what is the spirit of the Lord? The spirit of the Lord is the spirit of, is the spirit of development. It's the spirit of culturing. is the, the spirit of training. Now you see this thing here, when it's time to grow up as a Christian, you need this thing. Without this thing, you will, you will still be in the world of sign. Yes, and you see in that world of sign, there are many things that can come to you there. Many things can come. Let me tell you this, the truth. There is nothing in God you cannot receive as a sign. Even in the book of Revelation, they were showing signs yes, in heaven. Yes, <laughs> You're right. Yes, There's nothing in God you can't receive as a sign. Mm. You can walk into the tabernacle, outer court, holy place, most holy place, in a signified way. 
when people come around you, if you, if you have the sign of those things, people can be deceived about it. And they might think you're actually inside the holy place. Huh? What do you say? Uh-huh. And that word for sign is like, it's type. Type of, yeah. It's a type. Right? But to, to shift from that kind of place, when maybe, you can, so it means you can hold God in that way in your mind, you understand? You can carry it, carry him in that kind of sense. And your, you can, your spirituality can be mapped out in that realm. Up, to the, up into eternal life. Right? If they could signify eternal life in the book of Revelation, it means a soul can have, you can have the sign of it. Anything in the Bible, you can have a sign of it. The sign, the sign means, what is a sign? Is that which shows. Right? It's a, a sign means a representation. Right? It's like if you follow this thing, you will get there, right? <laughs> but it's not the actual thing. If you follow this thing, it will get there. But it's not the actual thing. It's not the actual thing. In the book of Revelation, he said he was showing him things which should shortly come to pass. And then the, 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 the apostle went through. They were showing him the signs of those things. Why he was seeing those things occurring, had they happened? Like when he saw the man child, he looked and he saw the woman clothed with the, what, the sun, the moon under her feet, and around her what, yeah, the 12 stars and all of that, and then he saw the dragon. These are things that should happen. Right? Yes. Yes. A, they showed him sign, then they showed him wonder. I saw another wonder yeah. in heaven. A wonder is a kind of a sign, but a wonder is a magnificent sign. Right, it's, it's, a, it's not every sign that you wonder at. There are some signs you wonder. There's something about them that can make you wonder. <laughs> about them. Like some of those things are like that. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. That's Revelation 12. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. So there appeared a wonder. You understand? Now, the real wonder should, it should not be the story. Do you know you can wonder at this thing? And the heart might never move away from the wonder of this thing. But the actual woman, the man-child, should be an actual... It should be an actual image on the inside, right, of the soul. So these things are very slippery. We have to be careful with these things. This season of, uh, you see this season of revelation? Season of Bible opening? People seeing all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, oh, this is a time. And it's not, they're not going to lock out 
people from it. All kinds of human beings will come here. All kinds of people. Why? Because just flat Christianity of God do this for me. People are now realizing that this is boring. People are tired. You understand what I mean? In the developed world, they realize that the government can do all those things. They don't care. In the underdeveloped world, they realize that the guys who are holding things, they are powerful, more powerful than prayer. So people have <laughs> given up <laughs> on praying for government to change. Why? <laughs> so you come on fast for the nation. People are not tired. They are tired. They said, can God go and go back to the ones we prayed last five years and then see if he will answer those <laughs> So a lot of different reasons why people gather in church are fading. So that's why you will, you will now see all kind. We've moved into that season where men will have itching ears. They will heap for themselves all kinds of preachers. Right? It is a season of false prophets. Yeah, we are moving into a time. Who is a false prophet? A false prophet is someone who can talk about it but doesn't know how to, how to give it. Yeah. He doesn't know, he can, he can speak, he's a, it means he prophesies, but it's false. What it, false means that what he's prophesying cannot translate to truth. It can't translate to essence. It cannot translate into real things. That's a false prophet. You see all kinds of natures. You know those nature that you see Jude was describing some of them, you call them cloud without water. What a thing. Eh? Right? <laughs> you know, cloud is a promise of rain. But, but imagine a beautiful cloud gather, but you will wait from now till tomorrow. No, no water in that cloud. They don't, it means they don't have the substance. Are you getting what I'm saying? So one of the things in this season God wants to do is he needs to shift us. We need to move quickly from the right from the representation. I know representation. When you say something is a type, it's not. It's not that uh, in the in the Old Testament in the wilderness, right? They gave Moses. There was like physical tabernacle, like outer court physically, holy place physically, most holy place. You will actually physically touch it, walk into it. Right, but you see that, that physical thing, you can say that thing was a type, but that thing was not the type. That thing was a physical construction of the type. The type is what they gave to Moses, which first of all sat in a book, which he first wrote down. It was, do you understand? It means that type can also exist in your brain. It can exist in your mind. It can exist, are you getting what I'm saying? It can exist here. Do you understand? You can carry, know everything about the tabernacle, but it's still a type in you. You have not, you've not, because you, you, you don't have the, what converts that thing into reality. Are you getting me? No, after a while, you see, um, it's not, all these things, people will know all these things. All this, knowing the tabernacle, knowing, you know, revelation, all the things, knowing the epistles, in terms of reading them, coming into what, what I would call the knowledge of the epistles. 
right? It's just a matter of time because there are no other things. Some people are even coming around it now. Some guys will even take it and they just they will sing a song about it. After a while, it become the lingo, you know that. And if you're, if you're not talking it, you are not in. You are not what? The same way faith before was like nobody wanted anything to do with the word of faith. After a while, it became. If you are not, if you don't have that expression, you are you are you are local. You are a spiritual local person. It happens same thing with new creation realities, all kinds of things. In the body of Christ. Praise God. There will be a time when, and it's inevitable, there will be a season. Right? It will be a time, the Bible says, knowledge will increase. That knowledge is not spiritual. It's not, it's not really spiritual. It's not really inheritance. Right? Because when knowledge is increased, at that same time, people, the Bible says, they will no longer endure sound doctrine. Right? Sound doctrine. Say endure. Endure. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Let's go to verse, verse 2. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, that's 2 Timothy 2 verse 1. Praise God. Who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom? Verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. Exhort with what? And then what? Exhort with all long suffering. Now you see the language of long suffering. It doesn't someone who is carrying the sign of it, or just the knowledge of it, doesn't involve what are you suffering? Why? Do, what does suffering have to do with revelation? <laughs> right. So it means that there's a way someone can walk from the outer court right into the holy place and sit on the mercy seat. In in his mind. You have gotten, you've seen the glory, you've talked with the Shekinah, you've done, okay, you've eaten the hidden manna, you have, praise God. And such souls are dangerous, eh? So you must, you must rebuke, you must exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Daddy was teaching that doctrine here is not knowledge. Doctrine is spirit. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Reprove. Rebook. Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers. Having what? Itching ears. So these teachers, what would they, they will be teaching things. Having itching ears, verse 4. Praise God. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and then shall be what? 
turn, is there verse 5, into fables. But watch thou in all things, and do afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and then make full proof, praise God, of thy ministry. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. <clears throat> so the, um, as a Christian now who is learning, I'm not, I'm not downplaying the importance of knowledge and of doctrine, right? You have to, <laughs> you have to acquire knowledge. But knowledge can be deceptive in It's not everything you know that you know. Do you understand what I mean? It's not everything that you know that you actually know. (laughs) And if it's not real knowledge, it won't profit you. Because the end is not profiting. It's not, it doesn't have the, the potency to produce that thing which it's about inside of you. There are some things that you know you have to go and learn again. All right? When I say learn again, learn how. Learn it by. Learn it through the door. All right. That was what Paul was praying for those people. And he was to pray that he will grant unto you the spirit. He will give. Let's see that give again. So you see, I highlighted give, right? Do you know that the spirit of Christ, which was in the prophet, was not given to them? They they didn't have it. That spirit was was operating by itself. The spirit can just come. It can leave when it wants. It can lift off them. They didn't have the spirit. Why? Because they were not framed for the rest of that spirit. Are you seeing that? But what Paul was praying for, for these Ephesians, is something different. That he may give unto you. It's something, he's not talking about how the prophets had this spirit. It's that they want this spirit to, for you to be able to find, uh, let this spirit have a rest in you. Right? That the God, do you think God does not want to give the spirit? This, what is the point of this prayer? He's praying. Is it for God? Please, eventually, you will just have mercy on these guys and just change your mind concerning them, and then just give them that which you are holding, which you don't want to give to anybody. Just can you just please just be, you know, these ones. That's not what the prayer. God is more is more abundantly. If you know how to give. You have been evil. Give good, give something. How much more will Father? Will He not freely give of what? The Spirit. 
So this thing, when it comes to giving the spirit to man, is 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 a free thing. Is it free? And that's why I can stand here and preach this to you with all confidence. Because I know that if you want it, you will have it. Anything that is faith operated, God has, and this is one of the, the awesome things about God that God has done for us. If God gives you faith, he has given you everything. If you have faith, God gives you faith. And they say you're unable to come into other things. It's not because of God. It's not because of God. It's you, maybe you were sloppy. Maybe you were not. You didn't. You know. You didn't. Maybe you didn't want it. You didn't want to go far enough. You understand what I mean? <laughs> Why? Because that thing called faith, as simple as faith, is faith is powerful. Faith is powerful. Faith is currency. Do you know what I mean? Like you come into Canada from a country, and then the moment you the, you are able to collect Canadian dollars, Canadian dollar, that that dollar when you are transacting, nobody is looking at your face. It's not they don't care whether you are black, you're white, you're Chinese. They don't care where you came from. Drop the dollars. You get the that's the that's the meaning. It's, it's called a currency. Faith is always current in the spirit. When you show up and you and you show faith, they don't they just. You understand what I mean? Just, just have the faith for that realm of transaction. <laughs> you see that? Just have the faith for that realm of transaction. They can't, they can't, they don't turn down faith in the spirit. Bring faith that you may come and be operative in my realm. It is by 
faith. It is by faith. It is by faith. As you are long, as you are willing, I have the capacity to give you faith. As long as you are willing, I am bringing you into the realm of faith. It is a different realm. It is a realm operated by faith. It is a realm operated by faith. I am raising and giving faith. I have come to give faith. I have come to give the operation to exist in a different realm. This is how you live in a different realm. This is how I take you and make you existent in my realm. It is by faith. It is by faith. It is by my faith. I am full of it and I am bringing to you that you may come to where I am. It is by my faith. Let it stay. Let it rest. Let it abide. For I am bringing it. I am giving it. Let it stay in you. Hold it. Hold it faithfully. Hold it diligently. Hold the faith. For I am commending and giving faith to you that you may sustain and be existent in my realm. Thank you, Father. Stephelita Prata Banosta, Leprecatali Arabosta, Frata Papa Posto Prala Ganata, Elicate. I say to you, I say to you, I say, I am speaking to you that you choose the way of faith, that you choose and stick with the way of faith, for that is the only way. That is the only way. That is the only way. For you see, even my men of old, my men of old did everything by faith, by faith, by faith. Faith by faith they obtained a good report. By faith they did things. By faith they called down fire. But I am telling you, they 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 chose faith. They chose faith. I am telling you, choose the way of faith. Fight this good fight of faith. Many things will come that would want you to choose a different way. But I say, fight the good fight of faith and choose the way of faith. Choose the way of faith. I want you to come to a place 
where you rest and abide in faith, that you're standing, you're living, you're breathing, you're doing, your everything is by faith. For it is by faith that you live. It is by faith that you move. And it is by faith that you have a being in me. It is by faith. It is by faith. Fight for your faith. Fight for your faith. For your victory is by faith. It is by faith. It is in faith. It is resting in faith. It is resting in faith. I am coming to culture the posture of your heart to rest in faith. I am bringing help even to you that says I have no strength for faith is the strength. Faith is the strength. I am speaking forceful words to your heart to give you faith. Believe Believe, fight for your faith. Choose the way of faith. I am opening that way to you. You will begin to see. You will begin to see by faith. You will begin to hear by faith. For I am bringing the sight of faith to you. I am bringing the hearing of faith. For even faith, faith is that which makes you see the things that are not seen. Faith is that which makes you to hear the things that can't be heard. But it is faith. It is faith that makes you look for the things that are eternal. You have to fight for it. You have to choose the way of faith. Even those things which have not seen, there are those that have looked upon. They have heard. They have seen. And they are declaring to you that even as you hear the declaration, you would gain the faith. You would receive the faith. For to stay in faith, that you will begin to see the things that are not seen. For those things are in me. They are by my faith. And I have given, I am giving you faith. For I want you to come into my realm. That is why I am opening and showing you the way of faith. Stay in the way. Fight to stay in that way. For there are many things that would want to pull you out of the way. But fight to stay in the way. For I have given you faith to overcome. I am giving you faith to overcome. I am giving faith. I can give faith. And I am going to give as long as you are willing to receive. Receive what I'm giving, for it is the way of sustaining life in my realm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So through faith we understand, right, verse 3. So if Paul was praying for, for the spirit of wisdom and understanding, um, in the knowledge of him, it's clear that this wisdom and understanding will have to come through the, the doorway of faith or through the, the access point of faith. Amen. Amen. So faith is the... Faith translates the thought of spirits to the soul. Right? Thought of the spirit, because the spirit. Or let me put it, the faith translates both the thought and the way of a spirit. Yeah. A spirit is 
has both thought and ways. Praise God. So, no revelation. You can, you can. A thought can be revealed to you. A way can be revealed to you. Right. So that thing is what the, the spirit is, is carrying. Praise God. So the spirit, faith is able, is the language of the soul, which the soul uses to to relate, to have spiritual conversation. All right, spiritual conversation of the soul is is done in the language of faith. If you don't, if you stop speaking faith, they stop hearing you. And if you lose your, your, you lose your faith, you stop hearing them. Right? Is the, faith is the, the way, the language of communication with this, when, I say, when I'm saying spirit now, I'm using spirit as the builder, the teacher, the developer. Builder, teacher, developer of what? Of the substance. Right? Substance. That's what spirit is for. Spirit that uh, that's given by God, like you say, the spirit of the Lord, and then the, even the spirit of God, which teaches the nature of God. They are the job of a spirit dealing in a man when he has come into a, a place of he's found a, a rest by virtue of uh, what makes him rest. He's found a conversation. He can have. Conversation. They can have transaction freely with a soul. When it comes into that place, the spirit, its main, its mandate is to deliver substance to the soul. You can get, you can get revelation and you can get Counsel, and you can get knowledge without the spirit. Do you understand that? Once that thing has come from where, from the realm of the unseen, you know, there are are particular graces that God has given to for importation, wholesale of things that are in God's world. That's why you talk about apostolic graces, all kind of prophetic graces, all kinds of things. But the truth is that one day things have landed. Once it has landed (laughs) and it has been declared, as is with anything that God has, it's open to all kinds of men can come and there, take their own representation, what they can see of it. They have their own representation. Evil spirits can also take it and take it and use it. Most likely they will shift some things out of place. Even in the, even the knowledge will not be correct. You know? 
You understand? So that knowledge, there will be a time knowledge will increase. A lot of these things will be known when it comes to the, the, the pattern of certain things in God. Praise Jesus. But the thing is that there's only one, one method that, that can produce the, the way the inheritance was being spoken about. It is when those things are being taught and they are being imparted, when they are being revealed by what? The, by the spirit. Like through a dealing and operation of the spirit inside of the heart. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, the, the spirit of the Lord and then the spirit of God, they are, how do they, how do they operate? What are they trying to bring to his soul? It's very clear, it's not just knowledge, right? But rather, they are trying to, you can see it in terms of building, development, that's what I've been using before. But really, they are trying to make the, the reason why God sent forth his spirit, for example, in the book of Revelation, he spoke about the seven spirits of God. That then you said these spirits were first before his, his, the throne, right? Seven eyes, seven spirits before the throne. The later, when you, when you saw it on the Lamb, it now said that those spirits, the seven spirit of God, that is sent forth into all. Why did they send the spirit forth to the earth? It's to do what? It's for raising, yes. It's for development, but in another sense. What is it for? It's for journey. Every spirit, praise God, every spirit has an origin point. Every spirit has what? And has a, he has a, he has every spirit, every spirit in God has a place where they spring from. Because it's sent forth into all the earth. Do you see that? This spirit in God, the spirit of development in God, they spring from God. But they don't, they didn't just come to hang out. What are they doing on the earth? It's not just to come and stay here. No, it's not for that. It's for what? The, that spirit must return back. To, to, are you seeing that? Inside, the, like the seven spirits of God, for example, is, is shown as eyes. Right? It manifests as you see it situated before God as lamps. Yeah, and that, those lamps are ever burning. You can never, you won't see those lamps off. They are, they are the light of his presence. But you know, so a being could carry them as his eyes. And, you, and then it means that if you are carrying those spirits as your eyes, what the eye, where the eye is leading, you know, there's, a, there's a journey programmed into the side of the eyes. Do you know that? Yes, Those, the, the configuration of the eyes of the lamb ties with his feet. 
when you say the lamb stepping and moving, it's, it's moving according to the eye. What his eyes is, is showing, the, the, the direction which his eye is giving him. That's how he moves. So the lamb cannot step outside. He can't take a different step from the, the step configured within in the spirit of God. Do you agree with what I'm saying? He can't take a different step. That's the thing with, oh, say spirit. The spirit, the, 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 the spirit's actual residence is the land of inheritance. It's not the world of knowledge. Yeah. The reason why you will receive the spirit is to pull you into the land of inheritance. To pull you into, is to actually move you into the spirit. It's to, to make your soul move into the spirit, come into the, the land of, in that land of inheritance, everything there is real. That once you come there, signs have ended. What all you see there is a world of statues. It's a land of, of what? Of buildings. Everything there is also called the realm of truth. It's the world of truth. That is teaching it. It calls it the, the world of measure. What the Bible calls measure. As opposed to revelation. So let that be exalted beyond measure by the abundance of. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's also the world of grace. Right? That's where, so if you are, if you are able to, to connect this spirit, and this spirit can find a rest in you, once it finds rest in you, it will begin to pull you. Yes! It begin to pull you. It couldn't, this spirit couldn't pull the prophets because it couldn't, it wasn't theirs. It couldn't it didn't rest in them. But once the spirit begins to, once he, once he, he, he is able, it's able to get its clutches on your soul. How? Because, because of faith. Right? And you're able to give such spirit a, a residing place where it can begin its lordship operation. That spirit begins, it begins to pull you into a wall. The place where this development spirit pulls you into, it pulls you into the spirit. There is, this is what you call the spirit. It's different from the word. Daddy was saying that what was prophesied is a common revival of the word and a common revival of the spirit. That so far we have been enjoying the revival of the word, but it's a common revival of the spirit. They are not the same. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? The revival of the spirit will happen when the spirit begins to find rest in man. And when the spirit begins to find rest in man, it begins to pull them by, by culture. When you are spirit cultured, it, it will culture you, it will, it will create a tangent for your soul. And that tangent is powerful. It's not trying, oh, let me think, ah, what would Jesus have done? No, it's more of, it's more of the, have they pulled you before? Has, have you had a pool before? 
when something is pulling your soul. It's not, it's not down to your prayer time, your, how much you study or anything. Do you understand what I mean? It's, 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 it's what, sir? Before you, you would have done things before, praise God. But somebody who is being led is also called leading. That pool is what they call leading. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Praise Jesus. So you're seeing what this faith wants to bring you to. Let's quickly read this verse 3 again um, of Hebrews 11. It said that, that through faith we understand that the walls, say walls. So what walls are these? These are walls that are framed by the what? The word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So these walls to the, the way that you will journey, you know these are walls of journey. Every world which the word of God frame is a, is a place where the soul should pass through. Right? To be honest with you, as you are being led by the spirit of God, you are, you are, you are changing walls, actually. And those walls, all the words, the worlds which the soul ought to pass through to arrive at God, they are framed by the word of God. Do you see that? That is what, actually what the word is, is to, is to create, the word create frames of worlds. But the frame of those worlds, right? If you have word alone, you cannot journey in those worlds, right? Even though the world is framed by the word of God, but to actually come through, to actually take journey in those worlds is by what is called spiritual understanding. It's through the door of faith. Because by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. So through faith is able to make you see the worlds that are framed. Without the faith, this faith they are speaking here, it's not possible to see all these things. Do you understand? It's not by, okay, I want to see the world now. You pray. No, you can't. It's by, you can be seen outer court, holy place, most holy, you will lay it out in the Bible, but you are not seeing the walls that those places represent in the, in the realm of inheritance. Are you getting that realm of inheritance? I'm talking about the, the life, the inheritance of the life. It's not everybody who has, who has read holy place that, that, that sees holy place. Or even courts, even. You can read about courts. But to see court, have you seen, can you describe the life of the court? I'm not, don't tell me in terms of scripture and all of that. I'm telling you in terms of your own conversation. You can never know that thing. You can't assume it. You can't. You can't. Something, the spirit of that, that, that world, that frame the world must, they have to show you. They have to reveal that thing. They will tell you, okay, this thing that you are learning, you've learned in the word, this is what it translates to in spirit. Are you getting it? Everything that you, that you learn in the word, it translates to something. You know, unless you see what it translates to in spirit, you cannot, you cannot understand. You can't take a journey in those things because it's by a kind of understanding. Right. It's called, say spiritual. spiritual. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. 
and in spiritual. Say spiritual. spiritual. In spiritual. That word spiritual understanding is more than just knowing Bible. Right? It is a kind of understanding which spirit brings. Praise Jesus. Amen. Am I saying something to you? So through faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So it should be clear to you that, that this faith I'm talking of right now, faith that, that opens the door of inheritance and all of that, is not the faith of faith in the Lord Jesus, yes, right? Yes. It begins from particular faith for life. Galatians 2.20, let's see. Praise God. We're almost done. Praise Jesus. I am, I am crucified with Christ, you see that? So this is what he was praying for. That I may know him, power of his resurrection, be made conformable to his death. So, this, so at this point, that's happened. At this point, if we, to him, for him to say I'm crucified with Christ, he has been made conformable to his death. Was he crucified with Christ by revelation? No. By reading it, Christ died, it was nailed to the cross. I hereby identify with that nail on his hand. By revelation, I received the nail of Christ. Is that, is that how he got crucified with Christ? Is it by being so conversant with the story that he could, he could narrate it? No, it's a dealing, man. How, how did he get? That's what he was praying for. That I might know him. He, wasn't, he, he already knew by that time he knew the story of the resurrection. He knew all those things. What was he praying for? That I might know him, the power of his resurrection, and then to, have, to come into the fellowship. Like I said before, that fellowship is quickened by spirit. Spirit are the one that give fellowship. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what he was. So at this point, he has gone through such things. I imagine where Paul is speaking from here, the world of inheritance of Christ was open to him. He was actually he was speaking from that world. This was a man who, he was at this point, he was living the crucified life. Right? He was living what? The, he was living from, and that crucified life is not by tongue. It means something. He's not lying at this point. Praise God. For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but who? But Christ liveth where? In me. And then the life which I, I now live in the flesh, I live by what? I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me and did what? So you're saying this is a different language entirely. Right? When he's saying, I live by faith of the Son, he's not speaking about the revelation of the faith of the Son. He's not talking about word of righteousness. <laughs> In terms of the word of it. He's telling you what, what I live by. Now, you can't live by it without the spirit of the life of it. So you can see there's something about anything called spiritual life. And Diablo was teaching about what that hope is. It's, it's life, eternal life. But you need the life of Christ first. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. 
right? There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but who walk after. What's the meaning of that? They don't walk after the flesh. They are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but they walk after the spirit. How do they walk after the spirit? Is a pool. They, are, they, are, they, they submit. The word walk them is faith. It's through faith you walk. By faith, they're able to do what? Walk what? After the word spirit. Why? For the law of the word, of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of what sin and death. The law of the spirit. I love it. The law of the spirit of life. Say spirit of life. Spirit of the spirit. life. See, see, the spirit of life is what they want to begin to introduce us into. Right. To have dealings with the spirit of life, you need a particular kind of faith operation. That's what they call the faith of the Son of God. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yes, not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the word. I live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and did what? Gave. So how do you get this thing called the faith of the Son of God? Are you understanding me now? So this is not faith of the Son as teaching. Right? I say, Oh, what is the word of righteousness? Is the teaching of the faith of the Son? Yeah, I agree. Thank God we know that. So now we've known that. Now we've come here to this point. It's now time to live by that faith. Do you understand? Praise God. So that I live by what the, I live by the faith of the Son of God. How do how does this faith come? This faith cometh by hearing. You must hear. There's no other way that faith comes. In a sense, in the, in the faith towards God, it still comes by hearing. But even this faith of the Son, it also comes by hearing. Yes. The faith of the Son of God. You must hear. That's why he said in Mount of Transfiguration, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. Now hear him. So nobody will have the faith of the Son of God if they've not heard the Son of God. All right, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing the Son of God. God who has hundred times in diverse manner speak, tie pass to the prophet by the Father to the fathers by the prophet has in this last day spoken unto us by his spoken unto us by his son. You have to hear him. Praise God. So is hearing the Son of God getting revelation? No. <laughs> You're gonna have the revelation of the word of the Son of God or the word of the faith of the Son, but you have not what you are not hearing the Son. You're not what? Hearing. You're not hearing. Hearing. Say hearing. hearing. Um, what does hearing look like in 
our present day time. Glory to God. The, the, what the son is saying, now listen to me. What, when you say hear, hear, what do you actually hear? What do you hear? Sir? You hear sound, but if someone is speaking, what do you hear? Word, what, what do you really hear? You don't, you don't really hear words. Uh, voice. Voice is what you hear. Right? What you hear is not a word until you It's your brain. Right? It's your brain that extract the word from the, yeah. from the voice, right? So when you say hearing, so I want you to understand that verse, faith coming by hearing, at Romans chapter 10, right? So you have to understand, they are speaking of something very specific, specific, about how faith comes. Do you understand? So faith comes by hearing, Hearing, say hearing. Hearing. Hearing is hearing of voice. Right. Faith does not come by understanding. Hearing is not understanding. Do you understand? Understanding is a, is a later process. After you have heard then the brain has to now try to make sense of what was said. Do you see that? So understanding. And when what was ahead hits the mind or the brain, it might not understand, depending on what was said, how it was said. Now, it's very clear to you that, let's say you have never heard the voice of the Son of God before. The first time you hear the voice of the Son of God, you have no clue what he's saying. You have no clue, actually. The first time, when the the Son of God begins to sound to you, it's not to give you understanding at first. Now, through that process of hearing, there will will still be understanding. Through hearing, there will be passing knowledge later on. But that's not the first thing. Revelation knowledge is not the first thing they pass through the hearing. The first thing is voice. Right? Voice. What, what, that thing called voice has one purpose, mainly to impart faith. Yes. Voice. Is to do what? Impart faith. Is to, is to impart faith. You see this order right from Genesis. Yes, sir. That was how God was dealing with Adam and Eve. It's through a voice that he was speaking. Inside the hearing of the voice was the faith of, for, to help them to relate with the conversation that God wanted them to have. Do you, do you get me? Now, there are all kinds of um, sicknesses of the soul, right? One of the things that Satan likes to, to stop 
is make this cause deafness. Right? Is to to bring about what? Aha. Uh-huh. Is to bring is to bring deafness. God does not speak in one medium. When God is speaking, when when God is speaking and his voice is coming, right? The voice that is coming is also visual. He has the visual element to it. Right, so, so, it, and it means, so it means that if someone can interact with that voice with their ears deaf and look at it and try to make sense of what is being said with their eyes, without ears being open. I, I'm giving you a sense. I'm t- telling you something. Right? So you can be around the season of God's, God's speaking, right? And, and because of it's a spiritual season, I can be quick to see certain things. But the ear is deaf. The ear is not hearing. Yeah. Do you know that when you go to the grave, you can find revelation there? Yes. This is about revelation of God. Even, even trees have revelation. It's everywhere in terms of, are you getting me? The, in, in that book of, of Romans, it said they are clearly seen. Yes. Can you show me that Romans chapter yes. 1? I'm trying to just show you, if I can just make you understand this thing like I'm saying. Say, for the invisible things of him... From the creation of the world. Now, these are invisible things. Remember what they say, faith. Uh, faith comes uh, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the. Uh-huh. So, for the invisible things of Him the, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and God that are there without excuse. So, this is talking about even in representation of things that are created, there, it, there is sight, actually. God made it that way that sight of things about him can be there. There are a lot of men right now who know things about God. They don't even know what they know is that things about God. You can't study nature and you don't know things. Those things you see, they are things about God, actually. They came from his mind that God has scattered in creation, that men are studying. They have it in them, but they can carry it without faith. Are you getting what what I'm showing you? The same way a Christian, you can learn all these things, everything we are teaching, you will learn them. You, after a while, you will learn it. You can be seeing them in a kind of way. Do you get what I'm saying? But there's something. So that's why I said that you can find knowledge even in the grave, in a sense. There's a, there's a way that knowledge can be found there. Even in the grave. So just revelation, seeing can bring you out of the grave. You hear it. Is the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and then they that hear shall live. So when Paul said, "I live by the faith of the Son of God," that living it wasn't by knowledge; it was by what by hearing. It was hearing. It's hearing. It's hearing. You must hear. You must hear God. The soul must hear him. Faith cometh by hearing. You see that that doorway into the spirit, into the land of inheritance. 
all of that. Having knowledge is not enough to enter that world. You must hear. You must hear. You must hear. Now, how do those how does God bring hearing? Right from the mouth of Jesus. Right? God can, he can Jesus can put his mouth inside men. Do you understand? Put his mouth inside men and be talking through them to speak into the ears of his people. And while they are speaking, they are also teaching. But not everyone who is seeing what they are teaching is hearing the voice. The faculty of hearing is different. Some, 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 some souls don't hear. Do you understand? Say hearing. 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 Don't, see, that hearing thing is powerful. I was talking the other time about sheepfold. The power of the flock is not in revelation. In terms of, it's not in knowledge. It's in hearing. That's the power of the flock. Are you getting what I'm saying? The secret of the fold is in that power, that ability to hear. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. So when you're hearing, what do you hear? You hear sound. See sound. Praise Jesus. The word of righteousness has its knowledge and it has its sound. For a lot of us, you hear the sound. If God wants to help you, he will bring the sound of it first before you begin to understand it. Right? That's the right doorway. Some people pass through a different door. Of, you know, there are different ways. You can think. Like I was saying, there are many things that can keep you around here. So there's that nature. Some people, that, I mean, that nature of you know, conquest. How would they be saying something that I don't know, that I cannot understand? You know, that challenge. Souls can be like that. I must, I must know this thing. They will come to a meeting. They will sit down. They will learn. They will read the word. When they go back, they will listen again because they, they, they know that thing, but they are not hearing the sound of it. The soul is not hearing the sound. How do you tell soul is hearing sound? You just begin to see, they just begin to, to turn into sheep. Just everything, are you getting what I'm saying? That's how you can tell sound is hearing is occurring. It's, it's, that hearing, it just begins to, to, you know, somebody can have all the knowledge, but you can't see one tiny sheepish nature in them. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's a sign that you are not, you're just, you're just getting the knowledge. You are not, you're not hearing, you're not hearing. What conv- creates that, that nature of a flock is the sound. This, the way the, 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 the sound of the shepherd cultures the sheep. Yes. Praise God. I pray, I've thought to this point, I feel like the rest, only the Holy Ghost can t- teach you the rest from here. <laughs> what I'm speaking about when I'm talking of sound. What does that sound mean? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know how to describe it from Bible. But there's something. There's, there's a sound of this world. 
the faith of the son has a sound. It's a sound. That sound calls, praise Jesus. Glory to God. The sound does what? It calls the soul. Sometimes when your, your revelation, can, you're misbehaving with all your knowledge, it will, take, it will take the sound to call you to order. If you've stayed away, you've not heard for a long time, you can, you can misbehave with all your revelation. Yes. Yes. It will take what? The sound to do what? To call you. To call you to order. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're blessed today. Yes, sir. Okay. The Lord will cause this word to flourish in your heart. Amen. The Holy Spirit will interpret it to you. Amen. In your own way, he will bring the truth of this message. What it's what it means, really, to your heart. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. We bless your name. Thank you for blessing us, for speaking to us, for blessing our heart. Help us, Lord, to, not to just take these things casually. But, Father, let the, the import, the weight of them, the blessing of them, let it fill our hearts. Thank you, our Father. We give all the praise to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubims, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubims, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubims, shine forth.